Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, wrong information, and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Lilo DiCaprio should play the villa. Michael B. Jordan to beat Mrs. Star. Urge Jake use the smoke to shut. We about to talk about bullshit pictures. Lilo DiCaprio should play the villa. Michael B. Jordan to date Mrs. Star. Urge Jake use the smoke to shut. We about to talk about bullshit pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our, Our favorite, favorite actor. actor. All right. Sonny. You, know yeah. you already know what this is on this uh, very lovely MLK Day. R.I.P. Yeah. Big man. <laughs> has he ever been referred <laughs> yeah, to as he, big, man? big man? How tall is, how tall was Martin Luther King? Mm, we talking about when he's standing on the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> he was sky high then. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went even higher. <laughs> Alright, alright, no, this is, this is the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, whatchamacallit, the podcast, <laughs> we supposed to be talking about movies, but easily get off subject, get talking about something else, but you can almost guarantee that we might maybe mention the individuals to make it the name of this here, join, Hello. you already know who it is, it's, or you, you really probably don't, it's Leo Archibald, <laughs> aka Leo the Average for 2019, we out here trying to humble ourselves, man, be humble. Man, who else I is? We already know I'm a Slim Nate, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, Robert Bowman Jr. Blah, 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 blah. But they call me the Nalas. Uh, uh, that is crazy. The Nate side. Dragon Ball Super Nate. Which I've been trying to see if that's at any theaters around here. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. Naquaman. Aquanate. Spider-Man Into the Naderverse. A Nate's Way Home. Uh, escape Room. Uh, escape Nate. Mary Poppins Nates, Nate Poppins Returns, uh, Nabel B, Bumble Nate, uh, and don't forget, I am the one and only Fitbit Messiah, Roly I keep something on both wrists. Nah. Ugh. You can go on the great music for everything. We are on Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Joaquin Penny's or aka Pusha K, aka Kayanya, Taylor Joy Van Zant, aka Kai Dollar Sign, uh Fossil Man, the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo. Cool nah, I ain't gonna do that one this week. <laughs> uh the Hibachi Chef, the name generator, Neon Ember, the FPG. Raymond Kane, Uncle Homie, the big man, no Martin Luther King. Oh my goodness. <laughs> sweet lady, would you be mine? My sweet love for a lifetime. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. No text message. All right, we are still doing our 2018 reflection sort of but we got the the episode everybody's been waiting for the streets been clamoring and we are here to oblige gonna drop jay oh my gosh we're gonna drop the nominations for the ic movie awards i believe this is the fifth annual joint so stay tuned for that but first you see any movies since the last episode 
I did. I was telling you earlier, I'm not necessarily counting these movies, but I saw both Fire Festival documentaries. Those are pretty entertaining if you're interested in seeing the train wreck that was and how even wor- how worse it was than what you see just on Twitter and all the funny pictures with the the uh, cheese sandwiches and stuff that they handed out because it was way worse. There was one lady that they, um, since they didn't have none of the stuff ready for when everybody got there, they sent them to this restaurant uh, on the island that they were, and the lady wasn't prepared, and she had all her workers, so they was uh, doing all this uh, work, and the fire Festival people hired them to do all this work, but then they didn't pay them. And because the lady that ran the restaurant, she felt like they deserved to get paid. She took 50000 out of her savings, or the 50000 she had saved up, and had to pay all the workers. Nah, so they now. Just, they just not getting paid. Yeah, so now she ain't got no money. Yeah, I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't do this. Y'all just not getting paid. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is, they didn't pay them. And then there was one part where it, it was pitch black by the time everybody's bags got there. You said it was what? No, I don't want to hear you say Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> no, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> by the time everybody's bags got there. And they just pulled up on these trucks. Everybody's luggage was on these trucks. No tags. D- pitch black. Everybody trying to get their bags. They're just throwing them out in there, stomping over people. And then. That's th- a nightmare. There was no food or water on the island. So when. <laughs> That's a when, nightmare. When they was like, when they finally announced the festival was canceled while everybody's there, they were trying to send everybody back on airplanes. But planes just don't appear and re- Like, you got to have it set up. So they locked them into the airport. No food or water until they could wait to get a flight. And that is a nightmare. <laughs> it was nuts. They had nowhere to stay. Make they a, had these little huts. Make a real movie about this. Yeah, they really should. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal to play Billy and yeah. uh, whoever. Since we won't get to see him play a role, a uh, villain role in Spider Man. Yeah, and I don't know who played Jaro because I don't want nobody to have to. I, nobody good I, should deserve to have to uh, play this idiot. I was going to say uh, Anthony Mackie because he can play all the rappers. But. Yeah, Mackie can do it. Knock that out real quick because he. Jaro came off so stupid. He said uh, they the whole team had a, a big meeting, and some of the people in the meeting who was on the team were fed up, and they were just being honest with everything. They was like, we just did a scam. Like, this was a scam. And Jaro was like, this is not a scam. This is not fraud. All the stuff y'all saying is maybe it's false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> that, that room was silent. <laughs> oh, Benny really messed you up. Yeah, and, and then Jaro sound like me. The Billy dude, of course, got arrested and went to jail. Came out of jail. Came up with a whole new scam. They had every email, <laughs> every email from the people who attended the fire festival and all the workers, and was saying stuff like, uh, "We're selling uh, Victoria's Secret fashion show tickets for five hundred dollars. Uh, we're selling uh, tickets to." Is that cheap? They don't sell tickets to certain things like <laughs> to, the, to the fashion show. You gotta be. Oh, see, I'll oh, be the idiot who the, like. Oh, the, okay. the craziest one was we have tickets for the the Met Gala. Yeah, I know them. Yeah, so no <laughs> tickets for that. And they said they got. I think they said fifteen people to fall for it. Got a quick. You gotta feel real stupid if you didn't. Yeah, 15. got a quick a uh, couple hundred thousand dollars out of it. <laughs> I'm about to do that. And then. He got caught for that, and so now this dude is serving some some time and well, free Billy. Yeah, <laughs> the stuff I couldn't. I was sitting there shocked. I'm like, how's he doing? He's doing it with confidence. Free Billy <laughs> and free Mike Big Sitch Sarantino, oh, whatever yeah. his name is, because he started his bit last yeah, week. The situation ain't do nothing though. His eight month bit was a long time. <laughs> People were talking about. I'm sure I do that in a breeze. Mm-hmm, yeah, I right, go ahead. Uh, what else did I see? I saw, um, uh, I watched uh, Stars Born. 
that's a real great movie. If I would have seen that prior to us doing our list and everything, that would have been on there. Yeah, it's a really, really, um, really good movie. Made me, Coop. made me look up uh, all the other Starborn movies. You see the similarities. This one's more uh, similar to the Barbara Streisand one, except for the ending is different. And in the other, I like the way in these in this one, Bradley Cooper didn't make Jackson Maine necessarily a bad person. He just had uh, alcohol and drug addiction from his life growing up and everything. Whereas in the other ones, the Jackson Maine character uh, cheated on his wife, <laughs> uh, was super duper jealous of her career. Like in this one, he was jealous, but nothing. He wasn't trying to sabotage her. Yeah, or nothing. he was a normal person. Yeah, he he wasn't doing nothing crazy. Uh, they did in the other, in the more recent one prior to this. I think the, they did have that award show scene where he's walking on stage a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And then, but in the first two Stars Born movies, the main dude, it was, they were actors, uh, but the main dude, uh, but they both times drowned himself in the ocean. And, and then and so they they still killed themselves. Yeah, and the, but then the, you don't feel the same way you feel in yeah, this one. Though. And then the most the most recent one though, uh, he or not not the Bradley Cooper one, but the one prior, he just died in a car accident because he was being reckless. Oh, okay, so, well then Bradley Cooper's is better. Yeah. He, spoiler alert. And I surely ain't seen the one from the 30s or the 50s and not the 70s. I wasn't alive in none of those. Yeah, I ain't going back watching them and, antiques. Yeah, and then uh, I don't know why for some reason I thought Lady Gaga killed herself in this movie. Nope. And I'm like, what's going to make her kill herself? <laughs> yeah, if you if you go into that watching movie thing like, so is she going to kill herself or is she going to die? Uh-huh. If you want to know the one of the top villains of the year, it would be Lady Gaga's manager in that movie. That's a he fact. Said I should have nominated him. He said some very mean things. He killed him. <laughs> he is the reason that. He, he spoiler came, alert. Yeah, Jackson Maine killed himself. He came out of rehab, getting himself together, not drinking, getting his head on straight. He was feeling and good. That dude, and he was writing songs again, mm-hmm. fresh new songs, stuff he wasn't making beforehand. That dude literally sat, sat him down and said his mean things. <laughs> That's crazy yeah, to he, look somebody in the eye and say some of the meanest things you could. He shot that dude's home around down. Yeah, he was hyped. He was like, I'll come out and perform <laughs> with you. I know the streets has been hungry for some J-Main. <laughs> <laughs> that dude sat down. We had to do so much work to fix the mistakes you made. You, just, you being around is just going to sabotage her career. She stopped her tour because of you. Your wife doesn't really like you, then, but she yeah. just can't She just can't bear to be yeah, mean and tell say, you this stuff. Can't tell you that. And then Lady Gaga comes in. I'm staying home. I'm not going to go on tour for whatever lie she said. And Jackson Maine's sitting there already knowing. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to go perform. And he's like, I'm going to get my stuff together. Went to the car. Drunk. Came back. All you see is the belt in his hand, and that was foreshadowed earlier when he talked about attempt that did didn't s- work. Did you see at the beginning of the movie where he's driving to the bar, and in the background... Oh, yeah, all them nooses yeah, on the... <laughs> I was like, that. once I got to the end of the movie, I was like, that in the scene, the story he told about when he tried to kill himself the first time when he was at rehab. That's crazy. I was like, this was some good foreshadowing, Brad Coop. He killed himself because of that dude. Yeah. Nobody else. Mm-mm. His fault. <laughs> Because he would have been killed himself while the other nine after he did this nonsense at the Grammys and <laughs> peed on himself on the stage. Man. Which I was he for some reason I was he don't like why Halsey gotta hand her the award? Why wouldn't it be someone like relevant? <laughs> she was the only free person yeah, to get a movie. Like, who's available right now at this last minute? Yeah, but yeah, that was a good movie. Bradley Cooper did a real good job. Uh, the music was good. I thought there was gonna I thought obviously the movie was long enough, but 
there was different little spots where it could have been a, just a slight bit more detail because I'm like, how famous is she? She obviously just won a Grammy. Yeah, she the, was on Saturday Night Live. The transition, like, the only, only problem I really had with that movie, like, the transition of her fame wasn't that good. Yeah, the transition and... They, like, they could have literally just added certain sentences to let keep you updated on stuff. Like, when Dave Chappelle came. Uh, came who was he? Who, who, who was Dave Chappelle? <laughs> and you. why was Eddie Griffin in this movie? For the briefest of seconds. I don't, know how, how brief it was, I don't even remember anymore. Where? Why was Bradley Cooper there laying in those bushes? How'd he get there? Yeah, and then, it. how did Dave Chappelle just walk by and they good? Would, yeah. Like, who is Dave? Is he an old road manager? Is he a musician? That's what I, there was ass- guitars in the house. Yeah, I'm assuming they played Dave together Ch- before and became friends, but you got to do some... I, I mean, I need a sentence to explain that to me. That's all it would have took. Like, remember when me and you used to be on the road? Hey, I'm bro. like, oh, okay, this is one of his road guys. It just seemed like they wanted Dave Chappelle in that movie. Clearly, that's <laughs> what they... Like, <laughs> so they like, put in. Dave Chappelle in and have him say a couple funny things and keep pushing. <laughs> when it in. Added that scene and, uh, and reshoots. Yeah, and then I wanted because when they was first, uh, I thought they were going to say stuff about how uh, Ali, Lady Gaga's character, how her music changed. No, uh, I, th- I thought I was going to be like, this isn't what we saw on the stage those nights. This isn't that country music or nothing. But that kind of makes sense because that's just like a lot of how a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. I got Lady Gaga was. Yeah, I her thought real life self. I thought when Bradley Cooper was watching her on Saturday Night Live, I thought that was what was what he was feeling like. This is not what she oh, yeah. started off with, but then they moved on to something else. Well, that but, was what he, you can tell that was the way he was feeling. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like just, how, just all the looks he was given, and then that's when he started being mean to her by accident when he started drinking some more. Oh, yeah. Just letting the truth come out like, <laughs> your music is trash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a bug. I hate that's That song was very different. That beat was a whack. Yeah, but then when they went, because then I was like, oh, she's her. here's the angle they about to go. Her career going to fail because his music is trash. But then. You're nominated for that nonchalant. You're nominated for three Grammys. Was pretty wild. Yeah, you know, you're like, all right, cool. That's what's up. Like, I didn't even know she was on the charts and stuff like that. But uh, changing her hair color and all that. But then the other movie, uh, only other thing I seen was Glass, starring Lady ATJ, Anya Taylor Joy. Who? Uh, I feel like she had the smallest role in this movie, but I haven't seen the movie yet, and I'm very upset that I haven't seen it. Her role's not very. It's. Her role is pretty. I can see why this movie didn't get as good reviews because I didn't walk out of that theater like I liked this movie. So, uh, well, at least you didn't walk out saying M Night Shyamalan is back to being old M Night. Unless, <laughs> okay, it's it's not all the way back. You can you still know that we trust that you can make a good. You're capable. This just ain't one of them. This is just like like if you erased all his other terrible movies, this one like this just ain't a good one for you, M Night. Okay. This ain't like. But uh, this is right back with Will Smith, Jaden, and I say, but he do got that long list of bad movies. Yeah, and that's what makes this one. This one ain't as bad as those. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It ain't good or nothing, but it's just the like. Granted, I was falling asleep in this movie. <laughs> as you, I stayed up during uh, Star is Born, and I was laying on the couch. I'm, <laughs> oh, pr- I'm proud of good, myself. That must be a good movie. So you in uh-huh. sleep? You in sleep <laughs> mode when you laying? I can on the barely couch. get through an episode of Blackish. What I. <laughs> Like, dang, we. Because when I woke up and I was on season three, episode 20, and I had just started that season, <laughs> I was like, ooh. We went back. I was like, there were so many episodes I slept there. <laughs> but let me see. How can I break glass down without giving no spoilers? So, the way it started out, 
Like I missed a little bit of the movie, but uh, by the time I got we got to the theater, but I had my seats reserved and everything. But I wasn't quite sure like why uh, Bruce Willis was like on a mission, and then uh, James McAvoy was back to his regular old antics, uh, trapping girls, and doing the same thing he did in Split. Not sure what uh, <laughs> uh, Samuel Jackson, Elijah Glass. I don't remember why he was even like tra or why they had him in whatever this prison. Like a, yeah, I, whatever it is. Well, I watched um, what's it called? Unbreakable. So I, I can tell you that. Okay, and then um, Sarah Paulson, her character, <laughs> she could have been on man. This ain't the best Sarah Paulson, but she's not bad in it. I guess it's the writing. Because she was just trying to get all these people to show the... What was her study called? It was called something about real-life superheroes and showing that they exist and everything and trying to just, like, keep it caged in or whatever. Like, uh, studying people that think they're superheroes, which only one of them thought that. <laughs> only Elijah Glass thought that in, in this. Because why would James McAvoy, with his split personality, think he's a superhero? <laughs> That's what was getting me. And then Anya Taylor-Joy's role, she was in high school, and they, uh, the principal came and got her from the lunchroom and was like, he escaped. And she was crying. But she had some – she had, like, Stockholm Syndrome because she had some sort of attachment to him. <laughs> like, like she she cared about him. Which, because they both been through crazy – been through hardships. When you, when, you see the, when you see the end of this movie, you're going to be like, what? I, I can feel myself being mad. That's when I'm going to do my uh, – my after, my right after was which a job. I forgot to do. Uh, <laughs> immediate reactions. Yeah, but immediate reactions, which we, that's a new thing we're doing with the podcast coming soon. But uh, I know mine for that is going to make me, it's going to be yeah. angry. I'm like, this was whack. I was saying, if you, didn't, if you didn't like Split immediately, yeah, you I, ain't going to like this yeah, at all. I already know it. And then the fight. Is this movie whack? <laughs> I'm sitting here trying. I know there is no action in this movie. It's, I can I can already tell from the trailer. There's nothing like Split. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, Split. I was me and Brianna was having this conversation because we watched Unbreakable and Split this past weekend, which I'll quickly go in after we're done with this. But she said she said Split was much better than Unbreakable, and I was like, this is true. But is Split only this good because James McAvoy? And the, and she was like, nah, because the whole concept of the split personality is cool. I was like, all right, take that away and have the most basic, non-talented actor do this yeah. movie. Would this movie have been good? <laughs> because if somebody didn't take it as seriously as James McAvoy did, because when he was, you could literally see his personality shifting in scenes, oh, he, his whole mannerisms, yeah. he, like, he got down to the detail. If somebody didn't care about that, this movie would have been average. There's a there's two scenes in Glass where he is putting on a performance of a he they they keep the camera on him and he switched through probably about twenty different characters. But this dude is changing his body and his voice yeah. and his face all at the same time. <laughs> That's a talent. He does it once at the yeah. Well, I'll, I'll re talk about this movie once you see it because I want to give some spoilers up. Right, I'm gonna see. I'm definitely about to see it in the next few days. Yeah, I'm gonna get mad. This movie is. Uh, what can I? But yeah, Anya Taylor Joy's role is not like big, but the way they have it will make you think there's three people in this movie that are very important, and the goal and the, the goal that they end up having is not like nothing, like <laughs> like I'm not impressed <laughs> with what y'all tried to accomplish. 
And the way they way M Night Shyamalan leaves it makes me want to be like, all right, give me a five minute follow up movie because I don't want a full length. <laughs> I need a five minute follow up and tell me what happens after this. That's what I was reading somewhere. They said there needs to be another one, even though it's getting nothing but awful reviews. But, if they doing, nah, I don't mean that's a spoiler. <laughs> I got, I already got one twist in my head that I, I feel like might happen, but I'll save it for after. I will I say it. the twist is, I'm like. That's not one. Of, that's not a normal M Night twist. I tell you that much. That is a slight turn. <laughs> that is not. A tw- that's not a twist. Yeah, that's not a three sixty four U turn. That is a will, like. Sarah Paulson's character was very shocked. Which <laughs> I'm like, why are you so shocked? <gasps> she 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 acted up like something terrible happened. She was. Oh yeah, you gotta see this movie. Yeah, I'm definitely. So, yeah, that's the first movie I've uh, first 2019 movie I've seen. It's uh it's not 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 a good start so far. <laughs> All right, for like I said, for me, I only watched Unbreakable and Split this past week, and I'm not saying Unbreakable is a whack movie, but boy oh boy, things changed in a matter of years when I first <laughs> seen it because I haven't seen it in years. I was under the assumption this movie has some sort of action in it. <laughs> Boy, oh boy, was I thrown off! This movie, uh, Glass got two action scenes, maybe three. Oh, that's more than that's more than Unbreakable, and uh, they're very quick. The first one's quick. <laughs> the first one, they had them fight for no reason. You know, no one he'd be making these movies so cheap. Um, yeah, Unbreakable. Everybody likes it because it's a different take on the uh, superhero movie, and you know, grounded and blah 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 blah. This movie about almost two hours. And it really should just be about 20, 30 minutes. It's a it's an origin story stretched out to almost two hours of the David Dunn character, whatever. Only action scene is when he goes in that house and breaks these uh, those girls out, whatever. And the only action is him falling or getting pushed off of a, a ledge underneath the window or whatever you want to call it, into a pool where you know his weakness is water, so he almost drowns. And then him... Uh, Hold on. Did they... Did they even address that in glass? They made sure to just kind of tell you, like, I mean, they didn't really touch on it that much in Unbreakable, but Mr. Glass makes sure he points it out that that is his weakness, and then they, you get to see that that is a weakness. weakness. But if I'm not, I really don't recall him saying anything they about it being water. They got these three main characters wanna, they got to run through. Yeah. <laughs> That's pathetic. Why was this movie called Glass in the first place? Because <laughs> it couldn't be called they Unbreakable. Really, they, re- <laughs> 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 they really could have made this movie uh yeah, M. Night could have made... He could have took his time and made another simple movie. He took his time. He took two years to make this movie. <laughs> and just had James McAvoy still playing his same character, playing the Beast, running wild, and you need a hero. Then it's a regular superhero movie. And that's what he could have no, did. He went to the He could have had Samuel Jackson basically still playing Nick Fury and recruit a hero to stop this beast. <laughs> they wanted, he wanted to do some psychological stuff that ain't make no sense to me. Force on you, Taylor Joy, back in the movie because there was no sense in uh, the principal even getting her involved. <laughs> that made no. That was crazy. He could have just not let her know. Was her uncle not in this movie? I don't think so. There's a character that was in this movie that it's up to that is at the very end of the movie. And I cannot remember for the life of me who it was. All I know is if you're saying her uncle ain't in this movie and they don't bring up his weaknesses, then there's a lot of details in these movies that he brings up that clearly did not make it to the showdown. Uh, the the boy that played his son in Unbreakable is the same boy playing him in uh, this movie. Oh, yeah, so I saw I a picture that was, of that. I thought that was cool. But I was like, has he acted since? I haven't seen him. 
<laughs> he did all right. He, he wasn't like rusty or nothing. Oh, but I was like, me and Brianna, when we used to watch Unbreakable, we hated his character because he almost shot his dad to prove to himself <laughs> that he was unbreakable. I was like, oh my gosh, this little idiot. Um, but yeah, like I said, this movie should have been 30 minutes. The whole, when you get to the end, and the end is um, that's when they had the big uh, twist reveal that um, Elijah is evil. He's the one who started the train accident that. Uh, uh, David survived and that got everybody talking he and then earlier in the movie he said he always used to watch the news and would see like these buildings get on fire and these planes all this different stuff happened to see if there was somebody the opposite of him he was the person who actually ended up starting all that stuff the bombings and all that and David figured it out and then as he's walking out the room the movie goes off let's go they mentioned that in uh, this movie as if we didn't know that from Unbreakable <laughs> they were like I was the one that did the train <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, some, you explain it too much. <laughs> but that's why he goes to the little crazy people place. And that was the end okay. of Unbreakable. Um, and I was like, hmm, this is a very anticlimactic ending. The twist is good, but the ending is kind of whack. Um, oh, yeah, they did have, they did bring the, hold on, was it water? Because yeah. I know for... James McAvoy's character, I guess his weakness was bright lights. Was I that didn't see that in split. I was like, was that in split? Nope. <laughs> I just watched it and I didn't see it. And but yeah, I think they did have and when they had them all in their room, I believe they did have like water hoses in uh Bruce Willis's room. If I'm not mistaken, I can't remember. That's sad. I just saw this movie. And then we watched Split. I mean James McAvoy carried that movie. I didn't tell Joy was great. Need more action. I mean, I don't really need to go into it all like that. And then after that. Um, all right, so except got a super special episode. Mind me, I'm just eating these uh, <laughs> granola. But uh, all right, before we get into the nominations reveal, got to do I'll name this bracket later. And your person this week, of course, is James Mack. No lip gloss. And we are doing his his best yeah, his best movie. And I already know you're going to say X-Men Apocalypse, so I really don't Never. see why we need to go through this, but I guess he did a lot of movies before Wanted. <laughs> and I was under the assumption Wanted was his one of his first movies. <laughs> nah. All right, skipping it, skipping it. All right, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, yeah, he was Mr. Tummus, or Tumnus, <laughs> or whatever his name was. Okay, this is his worst or best? Best. Uh, uh, you see The Last King of Scotland? Nah, ain't that what uh, eyes? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yes. Um, nah, nobody's seen that. Nope, that's a British movie. Uh, what the heck is Becoming Jane? I have no clue. I got Anne Hathaway in it. Um, Atonement? Oh, nice little cast. James McAvoy, Karen Knightley, Cersei Ronan, Benedict Cumberbatch. All right. Chronicles of Narnia are wanted. Wanted. Wanted or... You see Nomeo and Juliet? Nah. <laughs> uh, X-Men First Class. Wanted or X-Men First Class? I probably like wanted. I mean, not wanted. Uh, X-Men First Class better. You see Arthur Christmas? Nah. What about Welcome to the Punch? Nah. All right, I saw this whack movie. Uh, X Men First Class or Trance? Did you go with me to see Trance? What is Trance? 
They got a what's her name? Rosaria Dawson in it. Vincent Castle or Vincent Dawson. I saw this at uh at college at that theater. I don't think I've seen it. Well, X Men First Class is better, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you see Filth? Nah, X Men First Class is better than that, anyways. Uh, X Men First Class or Muppets Most Wanted? <laughs> X Men First Class. X Men First X Men First Class or X Men Days of Future Past? I never really thought about which one of those is better. I'm going to. I'm going to edge Days of Future Past just because I like more characters in that one. Days of Future Past or. I know you saw Victor Frankenstein. Nah. Mm, that's weird. Uh Child Dan Radcliffe. Did I see this movie? Which one was in was the Beast? I uh, know. Uh, I think that one wasn't the Beast. One was Frankenstein and one was his friend. Frankenstein and Frankenstein's friend. <laughs> okay, Daniel Radcliffe played Igor, whoever that is. But none of them were the Beast. Either way, Days of Future's Bass is better than that. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Here's a tougher. Uh, X Men Apocalypse or X Men Days of Futures Past? Days of Futures Past. That was quick. I thought you was gonna have to think about that. Nah. X Men Days of Futures Past or Split? Split is just a more original movie. But Kyle, you wanna watch a movie? I got Days of Future Past. I got Split. Let's watch Split. All right, so I guess I'm... Nah, I'm going Days of Future Past. <laughs> X-Men Days of Future Past or Atomic Blonde? Days of Future Past. I like Atomic Blonde, though. Days of Future Past or Futures Past or Sherlock Gnomes. I know you saw that. <laughs> Futures Past. To me, gnome movies. Okay, Days of Future Past or Deadpool 2? Who was he in that? He was, um, what's it called? Wheels. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> I forgot all about that camera. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2 or Glass? Deadpool 2. All right, then somehow, uh, thanks to an <laughs> uncredited cameo, Deadpool yeah. 2 is James. We could literally probably redo that and uh, it'd be a different movie. Uh, I, there's a whole bunch of things that we did that I'm like. Yeah, I feel like I'll say this now, but yeah, it's too difficult. My movie's from 2018. If I redid the list <laughs> without looking at it beforehand, I could probably mess it up and come up with a different outcome. All right, do we did that? Nope, nobody got Deadpool two. All right, James McAvoy's movie is Deadpool two. We got like three more people to do, so we almost done. All righty then. Time nice, Ventura. Oh my gosh! All right, time to get to the 2018 or 19. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even on my computer. I have it listed somewhere else, but actually on the blog, I have it listed a completely different way, just to confuse myself. But uh, this is going to be listed as the 2019 IC Movie Awards nominees. Well, recording is now. It's not up, but once you once this episode is out, the nominees will be on icmovies.wordpress.com. So you can go ahead and vote for all your favorites multiple times, however many times. Blah 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 blah. Or you can just follow along and vote as we do it. Is here either way. Go out and vote because this is better than Oscars. Um. So the op uh, the 
The voting will close February 24th, which is the day the Oscars comes on. So, you know, once the Oscars goes off and everybody get mad at that, then the real last award show for the season comes out, the the Nadies, a.k.a. the Leo Bees. And that's where everybody can really start to, you know, pay attention and then move on to 2019 and whatnot. So, once again, go to icmovies.wordpress.com. Vote for your favorite nominees in the IC Movie Awards. Thank you. Just a few notes. Once again, five nominees for each category except for Best Picture. Put that as tens because, you know, the Oscars, they say you can have up to ten but never put ten movies. So I just put ten movies every year because I ain't scared. And I got two new categories this year. First up, got Best Fight Scene and Best Cast. So, what? okay, I always forget how I do it every year. But this time around, I will give you the nominees and then see which – which ones or who what you would have added and then um who you would vote for and then when we actually do the reveal actually who think the people are going to vote for okay i never remember but (laughs) that's just how it's going to be this year all right first up your first nominee is uh your first category is best cast your nominees are avengers infinity war okay black panther Mm mm-hmm the favorite, mm-hmm. Game Night, and Widows. Okay. Now I picked Avengers: Infinity War. Self-explanatory. Whole cast full of A-listers all did a great job. Black Panther, phenomenal black cast, with the exception of Martin Freeman, Freeman almost called him Martin Short, and Andy Serkis. And then there might be a couple other white people here and there. They all did great, made that movie great. Wouldn't have been as great if it wasn't for the performances. Shout out to especially Chadwick, Michael B, Letitia, Letitia. Mm-hmm. Those were great. the those were the standouts in my opinion. And then moving on to the favorite, the they mainly get it just because the main three casts were all strong, but the little side characters in the movie were good, but I can't really tell them apart, except for the fact that Nicholas Holt was in it. Um, But Emma Stone bodied it. Rachel Wise did a great job, and Olivia Coleman uh, did a great job as well, so that's why they're getting the nod there. Game Night was a surprise, but I that movie held up from the top of the year all the way to the end. The cast was great. Jason Bateman did a great job. His chemistry with Rachel McAdams was great. My boy Lamorne Morris he was hilarious in that movie. Uh, what's his name? Uh, chubby fella. <laughs> Jesse Plemons. <laughs> he was Plum great. <laughs> he was great in that movie. Uh, Kyle Chandler, mm-hmm. the guy who was supposed to play Cable, Cable. but Ryan Reynolds said no. <laughs> <laughs> he was also great in that movie. The cast was just great from top to bottom, even if they don't have the biggest names. They, as a whole, did a great job. And there was a black girl in that movie, too. It was good, but I don't remember her name. And then last but not least, Widows. Widows was a it was still I thought it was a really good movie, but it was still disappointing to me at the same time just because I was going in wanting something different. But the cast did a great job. Viola Davis, Viola Davis up the screen, Elizabeth DeBecky or whatever her name is. I thought she was the best part of the movie. Dave, Daniel Kaluuya for the short amount of time he was on screen. He was amazing. Uh I thought Colin Farrell did a good job. Uh what's that old man? Robert Duvall? Is that his name? I think so. I thought he was great as well. So 
Even though, and Liam Neeson, even though the and uh, the two seconds that uh, John Barenthal was in it, <laughs> John Barenthal really was the best part of that movie, just with the, his one uh-huh. opening his one scene. One line, <laughs> but um, so even though the movie wasn't exactly what I hoped it would be, the cast still did a great job, and it was such a star-studded cast, and they all uh, helped with it. I thought they deserved a nomination. So, uh, first up, if you had to add a cast, who would have you had added? <sighs> if you can think of it off the top. Up, like you're getting a haircut. Oh my gosh. Uh, whew. You can come back to I it. Like, I will. cannot think of a cast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you think of something, we'll come back to it. But who are you voting for out of those five? Me, I would go with uh, Avengers. I almost said Age of Ultron, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. All right. Moving on to the next category, we got best fight scene. Hiya. I didn't say this was the, the Jackie Jackies. Awards. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they make a sound after every nominee in category. All what right. song did I just listen to? And of course, they had a hiya in it. Was it a future song? Because I feel like he was well, constantly no doing t- that back <laughs> in the day. Um. All right, best fight scene. First nomination or first nominee is. The Avengers versus Thanos on Titan mm-hmm. from Avengers Infinity War. Uh, next nominee, you got Creed versus Drago 2. So the second fight in Creed 2. Your next nominee is the Brooks kidnapping from Game Night. The character named Brooks gets kidnapped in the movie. And it's actually one of the better fight scenes in a movie that I've seen, which was shocking. <laughs> but on top of that, it was also funny. So that's why that's nominated. Um... Next nominee, you have Jack-Jack versus the Raccoon in Incredibles 2, <laughs> because that scene was the funniest part of that movie. Uh, then last but not least, you got the bathroom fight in Mission Impossible Fallout. That's a good one. With uh, Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, and some Asian fella, and I think, uh, <laughs> what's her name, was also in that scene, but that was just, uh, choreography-wise, that was a great scene. But on top, on, in, in in terms of uh, the scene in Avengers, uh, uh, Infinity War, I picked a scene from Titan because there was a lot of great scenes to choose from, but I felt like that just, I don't know, that one just stuck with me the longest. You had a lot of different Avengers at play. They were all playing their part within the scene, using their strengths to their advantage until Thanos just, you know, ripped their hearts out, basically. So I felt like that was one of the better action scenes of the, in the movie, if not the best. And then with Creed and Drago, I'm a big fan of the Creed franchise, and I always talk about how the fight scenes in those movies are much better than actual boxing, per se, like the uh, the Adrian Broner-Pacquiao yeah, fight, which I didn't Yeah, all fuck, that talking. <laughs> Adrian yeah. Broner did. And then he still proceeded to say he, that he won. But <laughs> there, there. But so I, be, uh, I believe you know those fights are better in these movies. And once again, they brought it with a non-defensive fight, but all swings, all punches, and that's way more entertaining. <laughs> so I was entertained by that. So that's why I nominated that. So is there a nominee or a scene that you can think of that you would want to throw in there? Uh, let's see. What are they? I was trying to think of one from Deadpool, but I can't think of a specific one. Yeah, I had for a while in the running was the Colossus and Juggernaut fight. Oh, yeah, that was a good fight. But definitely not one in Venom, so, yeah, the only other one is from Deadpool. <laughs> uh, all right, between those, uh, from those five nominees, which one would you vote for? 
For me, it's probably between the Mission Impossible fight and Avengers, but I'm pro- I'm going with Avengers against. Uh, I keep wanting to call him Ultron <laughs> against Thanos. <laughs> All right, so once again, those nominees are up. If you go check now, keeping it pushing. No, Terrence. Cart at a grocery store. I got you. Nah. That's what you wanted to say. Mine was way harder. Um, All right, we got funniest moment. These are hard to explain just because. comedies this year. It really wasn't. It was that. (laughs) When we get to that, that was pretty hard. But funniest moments, there wasn't a lot that stuck out to me. So explaining it, people are probably not going to know unless they've actually seen these movies. But, you know, still vote for it, whichever sounds the funniest. First up, we got Louise telling a story about Scott and Ant-Man and the Wasp 2. Oh, yeah. If you remember that scene of Louise where he's being inter- uh, interrogated by Walter Coggins, Goggins, Hoggins, whatever his name Hoggins. is. <laughs> and his character in the movie, and they're trying to find out... Um, you know, all the deets about Mr. Scott Lang. That scene is hilarious and is very reminiscent to a scene or uh, the noticeable trait that made the Louise character memorable from the first Ant-Man. Next, we got the death of the X-Force members in Deadpool 2. R.I.P. to the X-Force movie. So that, we, that little scene might just be all that we have of the X-Force because, you know, you don't <laughs> yeah. get no movie. But that scene was hilarious just because you was expecting them to do this big mission, blah, blah, blah. And then they all die in tragic ways, and it was just hilarious to watch. And you even got the quickest of Brad Pitt cameos Uh. in that. So (laughs) made it even more funny and memorable. So I got the death of the X-Force members being nominated there. Next, we have Annie removing the bullet from Max's arm in Game Night. If you've seen Game Night, there is a scene where Rachel McAdams' character is trying to remove a bullet from Jason Bateman's character, and hilarity ensues just because Jason Bateman's reactions from the process and the stuff that Rachel McAdams is saying to try to calm him down and you know make the process a lot easier. Um, next, we have the post credit scene from Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you've seen that, it's oh, yeah. just with that famous <laughs> meme of Spider-Man looking at Spider-Man, but that it was is, funny. what was it, the Hispanic Spider-Man looking at the regular Spider-Man? Yeah, it's Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, and it's just the commentary within that scene was funny, and since it's it's just a timely joke since like i said that's a meme that we see all the time that's used for different scenarios seeing them actually use it in that movie i thought it was very smart and it turned out very funny and it actually made it staying past the credits worth the wait because a lot of times you'd be staying past the credits and you're just like oh that's it but it was mm-hmm. actually enjoyable and then last but not least this is from a movie that was awful but this scene was the hardest <laughs> I laughed. Uh, one of the hardest I laughed in a movie this year. And it's from Super, Trooper, Super Troopers 2. And in this scene, uh, the character by the name of Guy LeFranc, I believe that's the character that... I ain't gonna think of his name. But he uses a uh, male private area as a punching bag. <laughs> and the childishness in me when I saw that and him actually get down there and you do the whole punching bag motion was hysterical to me. So even though the movie's trash, that scene itself was very funny. So once again, those are your nominees. You got it from Ant-Man and the Wasp, Deadpool 2, Game Night, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and Super Troopers 2. Is there a nominee or something from a movie that you can think of that would have made the list for you? Not that many funny movies. There really wasn't. Um, There was a bunch of funny one-liners in Black Klansman. (laughs) 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 
Other than that, I can't think of nothing specific. All right, uh, so what would you vote for out of those five? Uh, off the top, whatever. What feels more most recent funny to me is then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse after credit scene. All right. Oh, but who am I going? I hope that's somebody scraping my car out for me. <laughs> Hopefully it's probably somebody making it worse. Yeah, I can I can picture that. I can picture somebody putting more snow in front of my car. He's pushing like, oh, we got to get more snow from this other person's car. <laughs> got to put it in front of this thing. Nobody's leaving. All right, next category is best moment. Your nominees are Allie and Jackson performing Shallow for the first time in A Star is Born. There was something very unrealistic about that, too. Of course. <laughs> but when I was watching. I'm like, she was just flowing over this beat she never heard. Yeah. She, and then when she hit her own little style to it. I'm off the deep end. <laughs> watch as I dive in. I never miss It was just when I watched it for the first time. I don't know why, but I was super into the movie. So seeing her in this big moment, them come together with this collaboration, I got the chills. <laughs> no code. Um, <sighs> next, we got Tom Holland slash Spider Man's amazing death performance in Avengers: Infinity War. <laughs> All the Marvel characters that was killed in that scene, his was the most gut wrenching. <laughs> Besides him and uh, uh, Groot, of course, but his all the dialogue that he off the top added to the scene to bring more spice to it. You're like, no, I know this ain't real, real, but <laughs> it feel like Tom Holland is dying right in front of our eyes. That's something I don't like about the the Spider Man uh, Far From Home and Captain Marvel. Well, not Captain Marvel because that's in the '90s, but Far From Home. I'm like, I want to let me see how he comes back before y'all show me him. They're like, nope, we gonna act like it never happened. <laughs> and so hopefully they actually touch on it in the movie. Yeah, they figure it out. Hey, shout out to Jake Gyllenhaal. Jilly. He was in that trailer, too. He was the big reveal. Uh-huh. Him him being the hero in the movie. That's crazy. They changing the character up. He better play. favor. Y'all might as well let him just play a different superhero. That's that. Yeah, Moon Knight or something. Yeah, this is what y'all Nova. Don't, don't trick me. I thought you were going to play a villain. Hopefully, he actually turns out to be the villain That's what the I movie. think is going to happen at the end. Fingers what crossed. What happened to that? They just fighting these elements, as they're referring to him. <laughs> Either way, y'all got two different ways y'all can go. Y'all can literally... That'd be cool to just kill two birds with one stone and let that be Sandman, Hydro Man, and... Yeah, whoever the other one. Yeah, was. we already seen Sandman by himself. We don't need that again. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Next nominee is the egg chase from Game Night. There's a scene in this movie where they are all they have this egg. I'm trying to remember it too because I haven't seen the movie in months. But there's they're all trying to get hold of this egg. So the group members are all like you know running from these bad people while tossing the egg to each other, and it's it's really cool how it's shot and it's also funny. And so I thought it was a super dope scene. So that's why I nominate that. Next nominee we has we have Paddington's family surprises him, aka the last scene of Paddington Two. If you listen to this podcast, I always talk about how sad that scene is. <laughs> My homie Paddington did a full bid. Yeah, I said full, even though he didn't serve the whole sentence. <laughs> he, he did a complete bid because he was trying to get this book for his aunt because she wanted to see London. So he couldn't bring her to London, so he was trying to give her a book. All the chaos ensues. So at the end, he's left upset that he didn't get to do it. And then, bam, something happens that touches your soul if you're a real human being. <laughs> now, so that's Paddington 2 for you. And then last but not least, I got the Disney princesses scene from Ralph Breaks the Internet. And this is a scene where all the Disney princesses are talking with uh, a little girl from the movie. I don't remember her <laughs> name right now. But, Penelope? Yeah, Penelope. 
And I just thought that was just a great scene because Disney actually used their assets to its advantage and brought all these characters in a very funny scene, and I thought it was super dope. All right, so is there uh, any uh, nominee you want to throw out there if you was putting it together? Uh, no, I can think of. All right, which uh, one of those five would you give your vote to? AC Paddington. So I don't even got. I don't even got to think about that as an option. <laughs> Bear with me, Paddington. Uh, <laughs> what was the first two? You got Ali and Jackson performing "Shallow" at *Stars Born*. Tom Holland dying in *Avengers: Infinity War*. No, you ain't seen *Game Night*. Nah. Or Ralph breaks the internet. Nope. So I'm going with Tom Holland, even though for some reason it didn't have no effect on me. Yeah, I'm the same person that could watch uh, uh what's it called? Fruitvale, Fruitvale Station, Station with a straight not, face. Yeah. Like I haven't seen that movie a thousand blaze times. Blaze on him, <laughs> ride on him, <laughs> put the burner on him. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that movie a million times, and every time it feels like the first time. I got a daughter. Like no. They should let me rewrite it, do some punch ups on the film, because he'd be like, I got a daughter. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bow. Like, that was on purpose. No, it wasn't. That was still. Dang, <laughs> it slipped. I let the burner slip. Hot pan on the floor. What? That's a hard. That was whack. That's a hard bar. I don't even understand that. Yeah, because this wordplay is mm, over your head. No, that's not over the head. It's a triple entendre. Don't ask me how. Oh, All right. Mo- moving on to the next category, we got best villain. It's a strong one right here. First up, we got Josh Brolin as Thanos from Avengers Thanos, Infinity War. Thanos, Thanos. We body, he bodied that role. We really embodied that uh, this whole villain that they've been building up for the last decade, it feels like. So, boom. Like I'm from New York. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill from Mission Impossible Fallout. His best role since. Man of Steel. <laughs> I was going to say it. From ever, but <laughs> yeah, that's better still. See, even then, um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I I didn't think he would have such an impact on the movie and be as good as he was. But you know, him keeping that mustache and killing Justice League in the process, I guess, was worth it. Next, we got Joel Edgerton from Boy Erased. Your no, life story? No, that's your life story, nah. and you probably have flashbacks when I say that character's name, so nah. I'm not even gonna say it. Nah. But he was basically the head guy running the conversion camp, and you know, when so you be giving Ezra Miller a massage the only time I'll you never... know about flashbacks. Oh my gosh, I don't ever give Ezra Miller massages. Okay, and please, dang, that that I sucked. Dang, but Joe Edgerton from Boy Race. Um, next, we got Michael B. from Black Panther. That's Killmonger, of course. If you've seen Black Panther, you know why. It's the best part of the movie. Killed it as a villain. Probably one of the best villains in the MCU. Right next to Thanos. So, you got two of the best MCU villains nominated in one year. Tough category. And then last but not least, spoke about him a little bit ago. Daniel Kaluuya from Widows. He wasn't in the movie long. But when he was, he was <laughs> menacing and memorable. So, you got Josh Brolin, Henry Cavill, Joel Edgerton, Michael B., and Daniel Kaluuya. If they're a villain that you would have liked to see in this category, villain. I mean, you said it earlier. What Johnny Depp from uh, Crimes of Grindelwald? Heavens no! Uh, 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 oh yeah, the manager from uh, yeah. Stars Born. Yeah, he definitely he 
He's one of out of all those. He's one of the only villains that killed the main character. Yeah, yeah he didn't. He didn't get his justice served against him. He's just walking the streets still. Yeah, I that's I wanted. I wanted a little bit more movie. Like, give me something during the credits, or give me just some words of what uh, Ali's doing. <laughs> nah. Does she move on? Is she dating like a? She dating a brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's what when at the bottom country shows. That's how they refer to the blacks. Yeah, brother. Uh, I'm gonna go with gotta go with Thanos. Thanos. See, he, he really he had uh, the Avengers looking very uh, not cohesive as a team. <laughs> he had him looking shook, fizzy pop. mob deep. Oh my god, fizzy pop. Oh, these <laughs> bars are getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Long jail sentences. I thought he was gonna say brat, but okay. Oh my gosh. All right, moving on to the next category. We got best scary slash horror movie. This was a tough. <laughs> this was a tough category to choose. That was Slender Man. Okay. Uh, I, I would have had four. If I had to go all the way down to Slender Man, we would have just kept it simply at just four movies. But I was able to drudge up five sort of horror movies. <laughs> this second one I name is it's a reach. But first is A Quiet Place. place. Okay. A Quiet Place was a great movie. Um, next... Is the first purge. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> was a true reach. Hey, really, the purge movies got less and less about being scary and more just about like scary imagery and being violent. Yeah. But this had a majority black cast, so I got ride with my boy a uh, black black Rambo from uh Insecure. Rambo. Um next we got Halloween two thousand eighteen. I gotta put the two thousand eighteen emphasis yeah, just so y'all know I ain't going back in the Are books. Are they gonna call it Halloween two? 2020 or whenever it comes out might as well keep it y'all done broach yourself in this this little this little issue so just keep making it worse and i thought that was a good movie wasn't as great as i was expecting but still enjoyable um next we got hereditary that was one of those super slow burn scary movies but the the vibe that it creates is way better than those little jump scare movies that you see i i didn't love the movie as much as like critics and stuff did but it was still, I thought, a good movie. And then last but not least, one of the first movies I've seen of 2018, Insidious, The Last Key. I forgot all about that movie. It wasn't. It was definitely one of the worst movies of the Insidious franchise. But as I said before, I was reaching for horror movies that actually <laughs> came out this past year. Is there a horror movie that you can think definitely of? Definitely, probably not. I mean, you would, uh, was Cam a horror movie? A scary movie? <laughs> I don't, I don't be knowing the definition of what's yeah, horror and scary anymore. Either. Cam, it's not like a regular thriller, so I guess it would be leaning more towards horrific. And it's a Blumhouse movie, so yeah, I would consider that. That's a good movie. But uh, out of those, I'd pick uh, A Quiet Place. And that's when I was running into my Bird Box issue. I was like, oh, yeah. Bird Box a horror movie? But it don't scare me in the slightest. Yeah, none of them, are, them ain't like scary movies. People go back and see, and James Wan didn't, he blessed us with a scary movie, and The Nun doesn't count, so, and The Nun was Tridash, so I couldn't nominate it there. Alright, moving on to your next category, we got Best Score Slash Soundtrack. Your nominees here are Stars Born, I don't be bumping the soundtrack, but in the movie, the songs play well and they make sense within the confines of the movie, mm-hmm. but Shallow Bumps though. The rest of the song, I don't really care about. <laughs> um, next we got Black Panther. The score and the soundtrack, because the mm-hmm. score was dope. It really fit the vibe of the, you know, African 
Nah, African lifestyle they was living. <laughs> African lifestyle. <laughs> like they aren't in Africa. Maybe. And then the soundtrack was super hard. Shout out to TDA, Kendrick, and whatnot. One of the uh, the best movie soundtrack of the year, in my opinion. So that got nominated. Next, we have the score from 8th Grade. I thought the score was very noticeable and really enhanced a lot of situations in, within the movie. So it would just be like a regular score. And then, boom, it would be something zany and crazy and over the top to really like – pinpoint something that was going on in the movie so i think it, it definitely played as like a character of some sorts in the movie so i appreciated that and enjoyed it next we got the score from mission impossible fallout the movie just was epic so the score itself brought that epic vibe into the movie and just really enhanced a lot of situations and made them seem a lot crazier than they were but but they were also very crazy we we know how tom cruise gets down with his stunts and uh-huh whatnot. Two and then, more of them things. Mm-hmm. And I can, I ain't even doubting them. I can see those being better. If, they need if, to merge with the Fast and Furious. Did you see what Dwayne Johnson said? Uh uh-uh. uh. He said, well, they ain't got done to do it, Mission Impossible, but he was throwing it out there that uh, Fast and the Furious and Thor need to have a crossover movie. So he was just saying a random thing. <laughs> he was like the. The God of Thunder against like the like box office goat or something. Him and Thor and Hobbs need to throw down in one movie. And he was basically insinuating that his character would pick up this uh pick up <laughs> the hammer. I can see that. <laughs> I can see him picking it up. Like Dwayne Johnson be listening to our podcast. He's one of those those few listeners yeah, that we he, have. He made up a random one though. Thor. Yeah, he went deep. He was giving details, but he was saying he wanted to see that. He was like, Kevin Feige, call me up. We can make this happen. You're out of your mind. And you want to play Black Adam. You're supposed to be playing Black Adam, so. I think he's moving on from that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he needs to. And then last but not least, a movie I'm pretty sure a lot of people forgot about. Thoroughbreds. We was just talking about Anya Taylor-Joy or yeah, earlier in the show. Sure show. She was in that movie with Olivia Cook, who was getting severely overlooked just because that movie came out so long ago. But she bodied that role. But the... The score in the movie fit the dark comedy vibe. It was super dark, edgy, and just really enhanced the the vibe of the movie. So it gets the nomination there. Is there somebody uh, that you would have nominated on or to add to this? Mm, let me think. I was contemplating the Creed soundtrack, but oh yeah, that's all right. Yeah. All right. Don't think so. I'd go with uh, Black Panther score and soundtrack. Moving on to best screenplay, we have Black Panther. Great, uh, just a great script. Ryan Coogler really, uh, really, you know, was brought it into the now with some of the. The stuff he was saying, and then you, you got touching moments like the Killmonger death scene, and just <laughs> it being quote unquote hip, as the white people would say, with some of the jokes. The what are those? And you know, Sterling get the straps brown with his mm-hmm. hide the straps scene. <laughs> Everybody know you always saying hide the straps when you see hide some type of the straps. Yeah, when you when see you some see, type when you see the pigs. <laughs> yeah, when you see some type of alien spaceship in the air, you gotta say hide the straps. <laughs> Um, so that was nominated. Next, we got Eighth Grade. The The dialogue in that movie is what made the movie, so it has to get nominated there. Uh, next, we got The Favorite. Once again, I always say I don't really like period pieces, but this was a period piece slash comedy, and the script was great, and the performers really were uh, really brought the great script to a new level, so 
it's getting nominated there. Your next nominee is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The just the way they were self-aware in that movie with the whole Spider-Man mythology and the past that that we've seen on screen so far, and just joking about it and within comic books and all that. I thought that was great, and it gets nominated there. And then last but not least, once again, we got Thoroughbreds. If it wasn't for the script of that movie and the performances, <laughs> that movie would have been trash. But thanks to the script and the characters, it wasn't so. It gets nominated there. Is there a film that you would have liked to see being nominated? Uh, I could uh, say something like Cam for being original or mid-90s. But Mm -hmm. i go with... Is it Black Panther? Black Panther. I'm going to go Black... uh, I'll go with Black Black Panther over uh, 8th grade. All right. Next, we got Best Visual Effects. Your nominees are Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's for self-explanatory, if you've seen any of the scenes with uh, the Quantum Realm, boom. Um, Avengers Infinity War. That movie was a uh, basically a two-and-a-half-hour movie made from a computer, and it was amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. Look at Thanos himself just walking. That's a, a visual effects in itself. Something happened to the computer. Um, Black Panther. I mean, you've seen if you've seen them scenes, you've seen that Wakanda technology being used. You see Black Panther fighting, visual god work. Next, you got First Man. If you listen to the bonus episode, I said that movie was disappointing, but that don't mean the visual <laughs> effects itself is disappointing. The just the way they made space look from the scenes that they showed, and then when they get to the moon and how all that looks, it looks like we was actually on the moon in that moment. So shout okay, out to them. Listen to that, and then last but not least, Ready Player One. Oh, yeah, I thought that was just a dope, fun movie. You know, whole video game aspect of it, and the way it incorporated that, and it looked super cool. So, shout out to Steven Spielberg and his gang for doing that movie. All right, is there a movie you would like to see nominated there? Uh, good. I don't think I've seen that many movies that had good, you no know, good special effects like that. Oh, I go with uh, I just want to say something along the lines of Venom. No, but I'm gonna go with <laughs> uh, Avengers. All right, because they had a lot they had to yeah, if you deal with. Listen, look at the interviews, and they'll tell you how many of these scenes were actually had some visual effects in there. There was almost the whole movie. Um, all right, next category we got best action movie. Your nominees are, and this was kind of tough to figure out the last one. But I got Avengers Infinity War, mm-hmm. Black Panther, mm-hmm. Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Fallout, mm-hmm. and a film that I almost nominated in the best horror category, <laughs> Upgrade. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, Avengers Infinity War, self-explanatory. Movies is just almost all complete action. There's some there's some dialogue here and there, but then they get right back to stuff blowing up, people being thrown off buildings, stabbing, and just all type of stuff. So it's just action throughout and it's all amazing black panther wasn't as much fist on fist combat as i would have liked to have seen but it still had a lot of action moments that were fun you know the little berlin chasing i believe the killmonger and black panther fight scene at the end it so it had some uh dope action moments 
uh, Deadpool 2. They increased the action from the first one, and I enjoyed it, especially with uh, David Leach, whatever his name is, behind the boards or the cameras, per se. And he's known for doing great action movies and potential great action movies like Hobbs and, Hobbs and Shaw or whatever. It's almost called it Hobbs versus Shaw. But so, yeah, the action in that movie was a step up from the first one, and it was great, especially, you know, Deadpool. Is it calls for a great action movie, so I feel like they're getting closer to reaching his potential with Deadpool 2. Mission Impossible Fallout, uh, one of the better, like, legit, like, I don't know, most, one of the better realistic-looking action movies of recent. Just, you know, there wasn't, you can tell there wasn't no bunch of visual effects with it. It was just straight practical effects and some cr- great stunt work by Tom Cruise, and it was super dope from start from finish. And then Upgrade, who is just the concept of the movie is why mainly why I nominate it. it's an action horror body movie, as they like to call it for the genre, which is it's <laughs> yeah, kind of hard to classify. I would say it. That's too much. Yeah, so I only put it there because it was there was some other there's too many other subpar choices, and I thought that it it is an action movie and it was a great movie. So, and it has some cool fight scenes like you know a little uh, showing the fight scenes where the guy's body is being controlled by the little chip on his little neck. So it, it was dope. So. If you haven't seen Upgrade, go support my boy Lee Wanell and check that out. Uh, is there a movie you would have liked to see nominated there? I see, there wasn't too many more action movies outside of that. I mean, I know you want Solo in there, but... Nah. Uh, Only Donald Glover scenes, maybe. Um, if you want to say, like, Teen Titans, is that an action movie? <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> I would have nominated... Very comedy-like. I should have nominated Spider-Man there. Oh, yeah. I'll just be... I'd be hating on animated movies like I'm the Oscars pulling out the lobster. Nah, I was like, I would choose Avengers Infinity War. All right, just going to interrupt my bars, but okay. Yeah, it was very whack. All right, next category, we got Best Comedy, which was also a struggle, I think. Yeah. All right, so your nominees are Blockers. Mm-hmm. Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Game Night. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, I say it was a struggle because I was looking at, like, I wanted, like, legit, like, yeah, movies that was just straight comedies, like Game Night, Blockers. Mm-hmm. I was trying to uh, lead less away from, like, the Spider-Mans and the Deadpools, but even though those movies are very funny, like, hilarious throughout, I was just trying to pinpoint on legit comedies, and they ain't had that many good ones this year. <laughs> so, those are your nominees. Blockers, John Cena, you know, showing that he got that comedic timing that's ever improving. Leslie Mann, uh, Ike Barinholtz, even though on paper they look like a weird combo, they actually yeah. made a much better movie than I expected. <laughs> Deadpool 2, you know, Ryan Reynolds when he plays Wade Wilson? Is that his name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when he plays Wade Wilson slash Deadpool, it's just walking comedy. So, boom. Eighth grade was a surprise for me. Didn't expect it to be so good. Didn't expect it to be so funny. Shout out to Elsie Fisher and her uncomfortable eighth grade character that she played. Mm-hmm. Game night. I didn't expect that movie to be that funny, if even funny, but it surprised me. It became one of the funniest, legit movies of the year. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, shout out to Phil Lord, Chris Miller, those creative minds. They're able to come out with a cool movie that's also cool to look at and cool to watch, and it makes you laugh all at the same time. So kudos to them. Is there a movie you would have liked to see nominated there? Only other like funny one I think of off top is Teen Titans. Yep. But I would probably go with it's probably not the funniest out of all of them, but it's probably like the best movie, Eighth Grade. All right. Eighth grade. 
All right, best animated movie. All this animated talk. I've seen them. Usually, some years I got only nominate like four movies because uh-huh. I ain't seeing enough. But this <laughs> year, I saw more than five animated movies. Shockingly, first up, you got The Incredibles two. Been in like a decade or whatever since the first Incredibles. Been building this one up. Was it? Uh, did it live up to the build up? I don't know. Probably not. But the movie was still great. Then you got Ralph breaks the internet. Way better than Wreck It Ralph, in my opinion. <laughs> Uh, then you got Smallfoot. Shout out to LeBron James, who if I had an animated voice acting award, just like <laughs> recognition, like the C- C- Cecil B. Anthony Award that they be giving out, like the Golden Globes, I give that to Bron Bron. Uh, then next you got Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I already talked about how awesome that movie is. And they brought a a unique look that we're not familiar with seeing with animated movies. It's practically like they just ripped a comic book and just threw it on the screen. And I thought that was super dope. And then last but not least, Teen Titans go to the movies. I'm not familiar with the show. I don't watch it all like that. I've seen clips. It's funny. But I didn't expect the movie to be as enjoyable as it was. So shout out to them. Is there another animated movie that should have been nominated here? Not one I definitely seen. I've seen probably about two, three animated movies this year. <laughs> all right. Which movie are you voting for? I'm going Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. All right. Not LeBron Smallfoot? Never. My sister okay. was watching that when she was there, and I'm like, this looks mm, like it's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I fell asleep on it. <laughs> um, all right, now we get into the best supporting actress category. Your nominees are Elizabeth Debicki, or how you pronounce her last name, from Widows, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the tall white girl in the movie. Very tall. Rachel McAdams from Game Night. The Goat, Emma Stone from The Favorite since they want to categorize her as a supporting actress in all the other awards. I guess I'll do the same thing. Then you got my girl Tessa Thompson from Creed 2. I mean, Annihilation. Psych from Creed 2. <laughs> and then last but not least, we got Leticia. Leticia, right? I don't know how to pronounce her first name. It's very basic, but I'm stupid. Uh, we got her from Black Panther. Um Lady from Widows, best part of the movie, boom. Rachel McAdams, she brought, I didn't expect her to be that funny in that movie and also to just have like the the screen charm that she usually has in her other movie and bringing it to this comedic role and succeeding. Emma Stone, I mean, it's self-explanatory. Tessa Thompson, she's able to still battle with Michael B for the good acting screen crown at the time whenever they're in scenes. And during the bad parts, yeah, they and, both were competing. Yeah, and able to brush off the awfulness that they started <laughs> out with, which was very was still cool. mind-boggling to this I day. I can't believe but. it. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that was sitting <laughs> in that theater like, huh. That's how I'll show you how biased I am. I was watching I was like, this can't be right. I, can't, I, gotta, I must be tripping. Let's just get to the movie. I couldn't believe my eyes. I'm like, they're doing so bad up there. And then... Um, Leticia or Leticia, one of those. Sure. <laughs> yeah, she was the surprise of the movie. She kept stealing a lot of the scenes that she was in and was definitely one of the more funnier portions of the flick. So she gets the nod there. Is there someone you would have liked to see nominated as well? Of course, you got like Johnny Depp and. Uh, you got to killing me with Fantastic Beast. <sighs> but I'm going to go with uh, Leticia, Leticia, Shuri. All right. Moving on to the men now, best supporting actor. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm super unsexist, your nominees are Raphael Casadik. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but the white guy from Blind Spotting. Um, then you got Joel Edgerton from the movie that inspired, okay, was inspired from your life, Boy Erased. Uh, then we got Michael B. Jordan from Black Panther. B. Daniel Kaluuya from Widows. 
and my guy, Lamorne Morris, a.k.a. Winston, from Game Night. Raphael, if that's his name, I thought he did a great job playing the white guy who acts black but doesn't think he's acting black. He just thinks that he's acting like the like the environment he was raised in and seeing him come full circle at the end. He played that very well. I already explained why Joe Legend. I don't know why I explained, but he did a great <laughs> job. And he had a lot to carry. He also directed the movie, if I'm not mistaken, and wrote it. I don't know, but, you know, carry on. wrote it. You wrote it. Nah, I ain't ready. You wrote the novel that it's based off nah. of. But, um, but yeah, so he just all doing all that means, you know, he deserves even more praise. Michael B., we already talked about how great he was in Black Panther. Daniel Kluge already talked about how great he was in Widows, stole the spotlight for the five minutes he was on screen. I should have nominated John Bernthal. And then Lamar <laughs> Morris um, is one of my, you know, quietly just one of my favorite guys doing it when it comes to comedy on like shows and stuff because he he was a uh, scene stealer and new girl for all those seasons i named my cat after his character in the on the show and he was great in the movie i would like to see him in more movies that people actually go and see i'm pretty sure he's <laughs> on a bunch of these straight to blackbuster netflix deep deep archive movies speaking of movies like that I saw a picture for a movie called Little Italy that came out last year, starring Emma Roberts and Hayden Christensen. Now, what has Hayden now, Christensen been doing? Now that popped in my head, I will while you continue on, I will pull up this trailer for that movie. Well, that sounds like a must-watch, but it also sounds a little terrifying. All right, is there somebody you would like to see nominated there? Uh, even if I did, I would be giving it to Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Moving on to Best Actress. Ooh, tough one. I will say that I didn't nominate Rose Byrne, but I wanted to. Because she was gonna get it for uh Juliet Naked or Instant Family, which she was both great in, but I tried to put my slight bias aside and nominate those who I felt were better. But first we got Tony Collette from Hereditary. If you've seen that movie, she's basically the best part of that joint. Her character is just just ridiculous. Um, and she goes through a lot of mental stuff, so her able to portray that in the movie I thought was dope. Got my girl Olivia Cook from Thoroughbreds. She was just, just dark in that movie, and her character needed help, and she plays that very well. Next, we got the newcomer Elsie Fisher from 8th Grade. She basically had to carry that movie, and she acted like it was light work. Then we got Claire Foy from No, not the girl in the spider's web. No, not First Man, but from Unsane. I think that's a slept-on movie for the year. It was shot in a unique way off a freaking iPhone, a specific software on the iPhone. Only like what one or two iPhones were used. Something like something crazy. Some wild like that. Um, this, I'm about to shoot a movie. The, right, that's my, my, on my droid though. Uh, <laughs> the concept was cool. Uh, her performance playing this person who everybody thinks is crazy, but, you know, you find out a little more details later. So I thought she did a great job with that. And then last but not least, we were talking about her earlier, Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born. You know, the only time I really see her act is in her ridiculous music videos or uh, American Horror Story. She did a great job in that. So seeing her play like a very toned down normal character in this role brings so much like, you know, uh, just come at it from a realistic point of view, which is something we don't really see with somebody named Lady Gaga. <laughs> I thought was a very pleasant surprise, and I thought she just killed it. So 
she gets the nomination there. Is there somebody else you would like to have seen nominated here? Nah, I'll probably go with. I guess I'm going Lady Gaga. All right, shouts out to Lady Gogs. Moving on to Best Actor. Your nominees are Christian Bell for Vice, Bradley Coops for A Star is Born, Ryan Gosgas for First Man, Michael B for Creed 2, and Ryan Reynolds for Deadpool 2. Christian Bell for Vice. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the movie at all, but he just embodied the role so well and he gets lost in the performance and just reminds you how great of an actor he is no matter if the movie's trash or not. Bradley Cooper, we all talked about how great of a job he did, you know, bringing just compassion to this role and make it seem realistic, like his actions and the why he's doing things. And, you know, he really doesn't want to do these things, but it's that poison in his system that's causing him to do it. Just plays it well. Ryan Gosling, first man, like I said, movie was disappointing, but doesn't mean his performance was whack. I thought he did a great job embodying the uh, very stoic Neil Armstrong. Next, we got Michael B. Jordan and Creed 2. Boy, oh boy, if the first five minutes or ten minutes of that movie kept up, he would have shockingly been off this list. He might have been on a different (laughs) list. (laughs) But he was able to brush that weird vibe off and come back and body the rest of the movie. So shout out to him. And then Ryan Reynolds, Devil 2. He's just... Deadpool 2 wouldn't be the same if Ryan Reynolds was not in it. He was born to play Deadpool, and he brought it once again in the sequel. So kudos to him. And no, I'm not talking about the PG-13 version. <laughs> All right. Is there somebody you would have liked to see nominated there? Can't forget Tom Hardy and Venom. But I would <sighs> I mean, people would believe that. So <laughs> can't even laugh at it. Uh, I'll probably go with Bradley Cooper. All right. Brad Coop Coop. And let's move on to Best Director. Your nominees are... Ryan Coogler for Black Panther. Coog. Paul King for Paddington 2. Paul. Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favorite. Lanthimos. <laughs> that should be Amigos ad lib. <laughs> <Lanthimos>! <laughs> uh Christopher McQuarrie for Mission Impossible Fallout. And Anthony and Joe Russo for Avengers Infinity War. Ryan Coogler, I mean, he just... He just keeps stepping it up and up with every movie he does. And the fact that, you know, this guy looks like somebody that I probably went to school with is able to take on this big old MCU blockbuster and probably <laughs> was in meetings telling Kevin Feige, like, look, bro, I ain't doing this. I don't care what you want me to do. I'm not doing it. And was able to pull the biggest, one of the, one of the biggest movies in a movie history mm-hmm. with all black cast. Everybody was probably down because they seen all those Africans in there. <laughs> like, ain't no way these Africans can make this big of a movie. But he did it. And he ain't no old fella any, uh, ain't no old fella either. Paul King, Paddington 2. If you've seen the movie, you already know. There's really no self there's really no explanation. The movie just looks like fun and it's shot in a very it's not it's not look bland either. It looks like it's it's artsy. Uh Yorgos. If you um in my notes I see I feel like the way he shot the movie was like on a I forget what the proper terminology is. I wrote it down though, but the, it looks like the way he shot that and the fact that he was to he made a period piece entertaining with his weird style of filmmaking i thought was great christopher McQuarrie, the way he shot this crazy action movie mission impossible fallout was just amazing everything just looked realistic and the crazy stunts that he was able to put together and he basically shot this movie on the fly because he didn't have the script finished when they started shooting so (laughs) shout out to him 
And then Anthony and Joe Russo, I don't care how cool the movie looked, the fact that he was able to juggle, they were able to juggle all these actors with mm-hmm. all these different personalities and all these different schedules and come up with this great movie, that in itself should be commended. That's the true art of directing. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Is there uh, somebody you would like to see nominated there? Nah, but I got to go with the Russo brothers. All right. And then last but not least... You already know, but Best Picture are just my top 10 movies that we've already listed a few episodes ago, if not the last episode. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, definitely can't remember. Uh, but your nominees, again, are Avengers Infinity War, Black Panther, mm-hmm. Creed 2, Deadpool 2, 8th Grade, The Favorite, Game Night, Mission Impossible Fallout, Paddington 2, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, if you want to know why. Go listen to the best movies of 2018 episode where we both give our top 10 movies. Mm-hmm. And you can hear why those movies are nominated. Um, you can go ahead and remind us what movie you would have picked here. Because we had the same uh, number one movie for last year. Uh, yeah, Which means Avengers Infinity War. All right. So those, once again, are your nominations for the great IC Movie Awards. I see. Go on IC Movies. icmovies.wordpress.com right now to go and vote. Go and vote as much as you want up until February 24th when it will be closed. And then shortly after, we will have the full-on ceremony online again. It's going to be set up like a full... uh, Is she a cook? Yeah, she's working in a pizza kitchen. Oh, my gosh. Hayden! Why you look young? Got a weird. I don't see enough hating Christians. Eh? There he is. Oh, he looks. They dyed that man's hair. Yeah, he, lo- <laughs> he looks like what Tom Holland might look like if he gets when he gets older. Uh. Yeah, they do have him look. He somehow looks young and old at the same time. He looks younger than he did when he did Star Wars. He looks so weird. You can he looks young, but you know that he is not. And that looks crazy. It's that black hair that I feel like it looks too jet black. Yeah. This dude is really still doing movies. This movie doesn't even look funny. I don't like movies that are made specifically for one group of people. And this is made for Caucasians. Oh, you slept with the feuding family's son. They made this movie too many times before. It's sad because we all know Emma Roberts is a great actor. She needs better material than this. Look at Hayden Christensen. He looks so crazy. I don't have enough of this. Yeah, what is that on, like, uh, is that on Hulu? Let's see where this come out on. I know that this is one of the movies that they got to tell you where it came out on in the thing, because it ain't theaters. Oh, my gosh. Select theaters and on demand. It's, it's, so it's, it's on can, demand. Yeah, you can go stream it. Nah. That looked whack. I'm good on that one, but, uh, yeah. Shout out to Emma Roberts, though. 
Um, but yeah, once again, go on icmovies.wordpress.com by February 24th. Vote on all those nominees over and over again. Then come back. Going to have the award show. The post is going to be literally set up. Hopefully, like an award show, you got some, you know, in the middle of the, the reveals, you got some performers going on. Like it is every year. You can go on the site as well to see past winners to get a get yourself familiar with what's taking place boom 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 oh yeah and once again the nominee or the winners will be revealed on the podcast and on the blog so once again go and vote and that's it so uh time to move on to the soon to be retitled punishment segment mm-hmm and I got a bunch of nominees for you this week. <laughs> uh, first, do you have anybody you want to throw out there? Nah. All right, I got about I got a few for you. All right, first up, the WB chairman, the Warner Brothers chairman, to- Toby Emmerich. Emmerich? I think that's his name. For his comments regarding how DC movies are director-focused compared to the MCU. People just say things. <laughs> they just want to say stuff. Now, I'm not... I'm not discrediting what he say. He probably, that's probably what they're actually doing. But he's making it sound like that was their goal. <laughs> that is only your goal now is because yeah. your shared universe idea imploded <laughs> in your face. But um, so, yeah, now appears Warner Brothers overall model when it comes to their DC films is going to be different than it was before. The studio's outlook and plans for the superhero properties are now going to be based off of how like Aquaman and all that have been like mainly done by or mainly ideas from the director and he was quoted as saying we all feel like we've turned a corner now we're playing for the D we're playing by the DC playbook which is very different than the Marvel playbook oh you gotta compare yourself we are far less focused on a shared universe we take it one movie at a time each movie is its own equation and own creative (laughs) when did y'all start that they started that when they seen Aquaman was made a bunch of money. Yeah, y'all just started it. <laughs> it's crazy. If you had to say one thing about this, it's that it's it has, <laughs> it always has been about the directors. Yeah. All right, fam. Uh, <laughs> all right, so he's being nominated. Another nominee as well is Channing Tatum mm-hmm. for there being a rumor that he could direct the Gambit movie himself. Mind you, the Gambit movie may never get made because once. Uh, Disney or Fox goes over to Disney officially yeah, by it's like, over. like March or April or some sort. Uh, Disney's probably just gonna cancel it all, all right because they like there's no point in wasting our time with this. But up until then, it's looking like Channing Tatum may take on the reins to finally make this movie that he's been dying to make <laughs> for years because directors keep coming and going. So he's probably just like, you know what? I'm acting it. I'm gonna direct it. It's gonna be my baby. I'm gonna make this a hit. So yeah, so Channing, bruh. <laughs> the writing's on the wall for this movie. Just yeah, give up. Over. Move on. Hey, sorry. Right, so you're being nominated as well. Next, people who are mad at the upside. And they're being nominated for them being mad that Brian Cranston was cast as oh, someone yeah. in a wheelchair. <laughs> now, I can understand people, you know, gay people wanting to wanting people wanting gay people to play gay roles. Yes, uh, disabled people playing disabled characters. There's no movies. famous paraplegic right now. <laughs> Maybe if there was a well, is Daryl Chill Mitchell still alive or did he pass? I don't even know who that is. The I black dude who. in the wheelchair mm. that used to be on shows. Let me look if he's alive. I know who. Uh, what's his name is? Uh, 
What is his name? I'm blanking. Christopher Reeves, I know who that is. Yeah, he's gone. And who's that other guy who be talking like a robot? I know he's gone they, too. I, I know who they are, but. Yep, Daryl Cho Mitchell's still alive. He was on stuff like Galaxy Quest and NCIS and different black. Like, he was in the House Party movies, he was in like Boomerang, but, Black Knight. But what if these, besides him, what if these handicapped people can't act? That's what I'm saying. There ain't no, you gotta be a famous one. And what if you gotta want be them, known. What if you want them to act a certain way and only Brian Cranston could bring that out? Only Brian Cranston and uh, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah. If you only want, two people that can yeah. do it. We all freaking out at Eddie, Med- Eddie Redmayne playing him? Exactly. I'm trying to find this tweet that somebody came up with the dumbest logic and they tricked Trevor Noah into uh, thinking it would make sense. Um, <laughs> Stop calling me. Uh, okay, here I think here it is. Uh, Twitter, somebody on Twitter by the name of Dominic Evans. Like a few people speculating on Twitter that it might. I don't know who it is. I'm not even gonna say this person's name if it's not that. But they wrote, as a wheelchair user, I could never play Brian Cranston. So why, why the here can he play someone like me? Uh. That's the thing people don't understand. Disabled actors are not allowed to play non-disabled characters, and in some cases, we could never play someone non-disabled. But there was an actual tweet where he said, uh, "You never hear of them." Asking me to come play a non-disabled person role, so why should they come and play a disabled person role? You don't got a leg to stand on when it comes <laughs> to the audition process. Yes, yeah, I said, yeah, I said uh, something similar when I read it. I was like, "All right, when they ask you to come play this role that requires a lot of running, yeah. they're like, all right, you got the part if you can just stand up.' Just because they're in wheelchair, they think they can play a role. <laughs> oh my gosh." <laughs> Like if, like if you good, I. But you probably ain't Brian Cranston good. Mm, y'all wasn't mad when Drake was got shot and sitting there in wheelchair. Yeah, the y'all wanted them to recast uh, Jimmy. Yeah, and, dang, <laughs> y'all just huh? Yeah, Jimmy looks completely <laughs> yeah. different after he gets shot, and no one says anything. Like, come on, y'all, it's called acting for a reason. Half these people aren't the. They don't have the personality of the people that acting like. People just find something to get mad at every single day. It's just something new. Uh, so y'all people who are mad, y'all get nominated here. Next, your next nominee is Leslie Jones for her uh, her getting mad at the new Ghostbusters movie announcement. And I'm going to read her tweet. <laughs> and we all know Leslie Jones will start in the Lady Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. but Ghostbusters. If, if, you, if you've read Ivan Reitman. Or whatever. The guy who directed the original Ghostbusters, his son is going to uh-huh. do an unnecessary sequel of sorts. That well, takes he's a good director. Uh, yeah, but I ain't trying to see. I'm done. No one cares about Ghostbusters. I don't care if it's in the same universe as the original two. But this time, it's going to be teenagers playing the roles. Mind you, it's going to be two girls, two boys. So it's not like they're ri- completely uh, okay. pushing the women out. But this is what Leslie Jones had to t- or what she tweeted. So insulting. Like, uh. F us. We don't count. It's like something Trump would do in Trump voice. Going to redo Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's not that's my Trump voice. <laughs> Better with men. We'll be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Yep, that's exactly how Trump sounds. Okay. Ugh, so annoying. Such a D move. And I don't give a F. I'm saying something. 
So she's basically mad that the girl Ghostbusters movie is being completely ignored like it was at the box office. So what what do they want? <laughs> yeah. You can't it's not smart to continue on with a movie that wasn't necessarily super profitable for you. So you if you want to throw money down a drain, you might as well literally throw money down a drain. But if they think the brand is still popping, like we can't use the same people that didn't work before. Like the movie got good reviews. But the people didn't really see it. So critics can only love something so much. That mean we're going to make the movie. So we got to try something different. So I don't see how that's insulting. It's just. just, And the son of the dad, of the one who made the original one, wanted to make the movie. You can't get mad at him. He don't want to make it with you ladies. Oh, man. (laughs) And last but not least, uh, I nominate Fox. And the reasoning is for New Mutants, rumored to be pushed back that's, yet again. That's embarrassing. It was supposed to come out in August. It's now looking like it might come out in November. And it's also rumored to just be coming out on Hulu. And it's people are getting upset. Anya Taylor-Joy is one of the stars of the movies has been rumored to be upset that she keeps having to put so much effort into this movie. And they haven't even <laughs> started the reshoots that might reshoot half the movie. So, yeah. So your nominees are Fox, nuts. Leslie Jones, People Mad at the Upside, Channing Tatum, and WB Chairman Toby, Toby Emmerich. So let's take it step <laughs> by step. Between Toby and Channing, who gets the nod? That's a close one, but you know you can't tell Shannon what your passion project has to be. I would suggest that not be a passion <laughs> project, but if that's what he truly feels in the heart and he want to direct it, then... All right, I think you're crazy. So I'm, out of that, I gotta go with WB because what he's what WB chairman is saying is so nuts. Say y'all act like y'all yeah, <laughs> just to have the nerve to act like y'all been doing that. Yeah, that kills it. They always trying to go like we got a little success. Let's compare ourselves to Marvel again. Be like, yeah, Marvel, they're just doing this whole shared universe thing. Nah, and we he said it filmmaking. as if Aquaman didn't reference the past movies. Literally says Steppenwolf in it. <laughs> we know who where Steppenwolf was in. He was in Justice League. I know you got to tell some people what Justice League is because not many, <laughs> not many people seen it. But Justice League is the movie where they took Batman from Batman vs Superman, uh-huh. Superman from Batman vs Superman and Men of Steel, okay. Wonder Woman, who wasn't yet had her own solo movie, but they spun her off and gave her Wonder Woman, okay. Aquaman, who is has this big successful movie y'all now watching, and a black robot. Uh, don't forget about Flash and a gay speed <laughs> demon. <laughs> <laughs> and they fight against the super CGI'd villain Steppenwolf, not Dark Side. That his name? Yeah, yeah, not Dark Side. The, all the T's that we were seeing, the stuff that we would have been interested in seeing. Not that guy. We got to settle for Steppenwolf. <laughs> <sighs> all right, oh, all right. So moving on now, Toby versus the people mad at the upside. That's pretty crazy, but day and age we're in, there are going to be people upset, so I got to keep up with uh, Toby. All right, Toby or Leslie Jones? Leslie Jones is tripping, but she dealt with some trauma in recent times with her getting bullied and her nudes leaking or whatever <laughs> happened, so I'm going to go. She's too old to get bullied. Yeah. <laughs> She's about 70 <laughs> years old. She was calling her blackity black gorilla monkey and all that. <laughs> Man, she gets, people say that to me every day. But So I'm going to stick with Toby. All right, Toby or Fox? Now, that's a good battle. You got WB <laughs> going up against Fox as a heavyweight matchup. 
I guess with Fox, we kind of saw the writing on the wall. Like, at least they're not, <laughs> at least they're at this point, they're not just speaking outrageous things. Like, it's we just, chose to put it on Hulu <laughs> because streaming services is where it's at yeah, now. They wild. <laughs> whoever, somebody further started wilding out and lying. Yeah. It's, it's just so funny that it's all coming true. Yeah. I thought we didn't even put it on our uh, movies we were anticipating. Heck no. We didn't feel like it was coming out. <laughs> it was a YouTube video. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna stick with WB because I really don't like that statement at all for saying <laughs> they acting like they really. That's crazy to me. Yeah, he's freaking delusional. He just sounds too overconfident. This is what happens when big or you know powerful people they get a little success and they started acting like this was all their idea. Nah, this was just James Wan coming in and James Wan and y'all movie to super successful. is now about to become the highest grossing DC mm. movie of all time. That's good. I really don't see why Aquaman's like that, but that's cool. Yeah, I don't get it. But, I mean, shout out to James Wan for, you know, make, having another hit. It's about to pass Dark Knight Rises here soon. And, like, the one point something Billy. So, yeah, all right. But, all right, Mr. Toby Emmerich, you are on punishment, sir. Go sit in the corner and really just contemplate why everything you do that is successful, you have to then compare it to how it's different from the big, all-powerful MCU that's playing on the other side of the field. And just, just do you. Just be like, yo. Like, all he had to say was, our shared universe idea didn't work. So Now we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to try and let the individual directors that we have do our movies Take it in the or take it in the direction that they feel it's most capable and going because we trust them. That's why we hired them. That's all. You don't gotta be like, yo, we been doing it this way. Marvel don't do it this way. Nah. Yeah, they should have been doing that anyway. They should have just been making their little individual movies, and then once those start going well, then they can be like, hey, let's try to connect one of these, and then that could hit. Because then by then we done seen two Aquamans or two Wonder Womans, the movies we like. We don't know what, how Superman and Batman turn out or anybody else. but And then you can connect them. Do a little Wonder Woman Aquaman movie. Yeah, get two Shazams if, it, you know. Yeah, if y'all like Shazam so much, y'all force him into the yeah. Avengers. Or not the Avengers, Justice League. If they would have. <laughs> they got to figure out they, uh, they vibes. Yeah, they got to get the they... tone together because the tone ain't right right now. <laughs> they can smash all them together. And they're already talking about Shazam is about to be the silliest DC movie they've made. It so. looks like the silliest movie ever. In the trailer, it says it's not. It says something about not being serious. So that's that's their that's their tagline. Yeah. For the, that's their calling card for the film. Like <laughs> it ain't as serious as other DC movies. Come have fun finally. Yeah, it's not the type of fun we get when we go see a Marvel movie. Yeah, we get fun and serious. Yeah, DC don't know how to do it yet, but. Baby steps. Everybody can't can't run before you walk. All right, so Mr. WB Chairman Toby Emmerich, you are on punishment, sir. Like I said, go sit in the corner and just stop comparing yourself to Marvel. Just just think how you can word stuff better. All right, let's move on to the Rotten Tomatoes segment of the show that still needs to be renamed. I don't think we have any to resolve because we did Serenity and Miss Bala last episode. You're still up one zero for a dog's way home. Uh, and once again, I still keep forgetting to look up the movie. Oh, yeah. Enough uh, for me being the Rotten Tomatoes champ two years in a row. I'm, I'm about to make myself a trophy. Um, All right, but this week we have two movies, two big movies. First up, the Lego Movie 2, the second part, coming out about February 8th. Okay. What are you going to give that film? Okay. Off the top of my head. See, I don't got the... 
All right, should I stick with this number? Let me just double. I'm going to go 83%. 83. But I want to look at the last Lego score to see if mine is about where it needs to be. It's at 96%. Right, so you put at 83. That's, that's a good one. I want to put it around there because I feel like it's going to be great. I'm going to go. This is tough because I want to go 85. But 77 is in my head. It was Lego Batman. <laughs> Lego Batman was like 90 or 85 or something like that. It was at 90. 90. And I'm saying this is definitely going to be much better than the Lego Ninjago. Yeah, I have no clue what that one was. That was um, 56. Woo! So I'm I'm only going to drop it just because of the sequel-itis that I feel like will hit it. I'm going to go with 85. Okay. So we got a small margin. I really want to go with 77. <laughs> and I really feel like I'm going to regret it. So you heard it here first. I regret picking 85. But unless it's, <laughs> unless it's way past 85, then I don't. All right. The next film we have, What Men Want. Okay. One of these uh, bad uh, black woman starred <laughs> movies. With your girl Taraj. I, Taraji. I'm going with a nice high 40%. <laughs> See, and I was thinking close around there. Uh, let's see. See, the number that popped in my head seems like too high. Uh, let's see. Let me just go look up who's directing this. Adam Shankman. Let's look at his films. Oh, no, no, no. Is he? Don't tell me he directed these movies. No, he didn't direct these movies. Just produce it. Hold on. Let me go IMDb. Some other apps going to be working. IMDB. The, I'll, I'll say what the first number in my head is, which is 55. Okay. Which is very high. So let me. Um, I'm always terrified for another Holmes and Watson situation, but. Yeah, Holmes is- and Watson. I knew. I was like, <laughs> that ain't it. All right, Adam Shankman. The movies that he. We got to go with what he's directed, not produced. Uh, he's directed. Oh. All right, let me start from the bottom. Now we here. Oh my gosh! He directed <laughs> Wedding Planner um, with Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Lopez. He directed an episode of Monk. He directed A Walk to Remember. He directed Bringing Down the House. He directed The Pacifier. He directed Cheaper by the Dozens Two. He directed Hairspray. He directed Bad Time Stories. He directed an episode of Modern Family. Three episodes of Glee. Rock of Ages. Um. What else did he direct? He directed Step Up High Water, one episode of that. A few episodes of Being Mary Jane. Oh, that was his for foray into black movies and then. He got he got the bug. <laughs> Wait, let me go ahead and knock out what men want. So let me just look up one of his uh, He got the black bug. <laughs> he got the roach. Uh, I'm going fifty. I'm going right down the middle. Right down the middle. No bowling alley. Pizza. Pizza. This dude just got whack bars. <laughs> a reaction. Pizza. <laughs> All right. So the Lego movie two, the second part, I got 85%. You got 83. What men want. 
or what you want in men. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. I gave it a 40%. You got going with a 50%. I know you wish you had the, the power to hear what men no, are thinking. No, that's what you wish you could have. Nah, nah, nah I'm good. All right, so. With the Blu-rays? <laughs> I'll never know, but we can go with that. Did the Birdman hair run? Uh, like Blu-rays for this week, we got First Man. I'll put a, I'll put it as except as a gift just because it got Ryan Gosling in it. We got The Hate You Give. Uh, never seen it. Um, That's it as far as new movies. So you said for, that's what? Um, So as far as throwbacks. <laughs> you said that's it? Pennywise. Oh my gosh. Everything I write with the pen he wise. Um That's what? <laughs> that was fire. That's so that was fire. Oh my god. So gosh. throwback, we gonna go with <laughs> Road to El Dorado. Ooh, that's a good one. It literally feels like we've done that one before. Probably, but I was accepted as a gift because you know that reminds me of my childhood. And Two- I liked it back then. I don't know if it still carries over, but it came out in the year two thousand. And you were. I was like two. Nah. Yeah, I was two. I was born in 98. I'm a 98 baby. Nah. But I do keep nine eights. Huh? What are eights? <laughs> when I walk around with two fours, you don't clearly don't know math. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Nope, nope. Is that it? Uh, yeah. All right, this has been a nice episode of the Leo B. Jillian Hall, which make sure you go on icmovies.com <laughs> again to vote in the IC Movie Awards. Uh, where else? I got an IC Awards coming out, but it's when we judge people's jewelry. <sighs> you know why it's so cold outside? Because I brought my wrist in. No, it's because I brought my wrist in. <laughs> That, that was whack. But that, <laughs> Your delivery was whack. That reminded me, I was watching that episode of Grownish when they was talking about who's geniuses and who's not. Oh, yeah. And they said, <laughs> they was like, something about Kanye's album, Yandi, is fire. Yeah. I'm like, Yandi yeah, didn't come out, so I, y'all got ahead of yourselves yeah. and was thinking he was going to release it when he did, was oh. supposed to. It was like, oh, he about to come out. Here we go right there. Y'all was trying to be too fresh. Yeah. And what if it would have been trash? You no. still going to say that? <laughs> Yeah, y'all look very ridiculous. That was funny. Yeah, they thought nobody was going to catch that. <laughs> I caught it. Um, all right, yeah, so where are we else we at on? Instagram? Instagram for all your Thanks, watches. Mama. Every time I bring my wrist in. Okay. I got a hotel for people with nice jewelry. We call it the wrist in. Alright, you put some thumbs down in the comments for all the whack lines he says, nah, please. Them bars is hard. Candy like the diamonds in my wrist. When I bring my wrist in at the wrist then. <sighs> okay, yeah. If go you on. don't like the neck, then look at the wrist then. My diamond's thick. Your wrist then. I have to take a chance with these diamonds. Now what you risking? It's like diamonds implanted in my wrist. Now it's my wrist skin. What? <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. Huh, towel. You're a little. That was whack. You're a little <laughs> sassy. I could tell by the way your wrist bend. <laughs> Dang, that's a that's feminine hating. Nah. Huh, where else we at? Instagram. 
Lil B. Gyllenhaal. The boat didn't work and cut your wrist then. Yikes. <laughs> That's dark. Oh, he said it was cool. dark. I'll just bring my wrist in. Yeah, because you're a darkie. Nah, because I'm going to light it up. Oh, uh, where else we at? Uh, we on Spotify now. Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast on Stitcher. The same. iTunes. The same. At your mom's house. <laughs> yeah, this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Leo Archibald, aka Leo the Average. We all know I'm the last. Um, Roly Man and the Fitbit Messiah. The uh. one and only. Both wrists are occupied. I'll let you know when there's a vacancy. Oh, my! and, and my wrist bars was whack. <sighs> lounge back on them. Nah. Anytime I lean back, because my wrist's too heavy. Because um, of your wrist. Because I can't, you can't sit up. Because Your wrist would droop. <laughs> nah. That's what your wrist does, because you're sassy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's Walking Benny's work, a.k.a. Sweet lady, uh, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there hey. when you need me. Just call and receive me. They should have called a penalty. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anybody from? I melt my wrist, but oh my gosh! Is there anybody from this week that needs to be uh, thrown into this this stinky category? Not nobody specific I can think of, but I can tell we're getting closer. Yeah, I feel it. Close. I can feel it coming. Somebody <laughs> glass was just like, "Hey, we ain't gonna go all the way, but we dipping. We letting you know who should be in the blank yeah. blank sucks category." I, I then, well, a movie possibly being on Hulu. We got some. <laughs> we got some. Shannon Tatum won a direct game. We got some magic. We got some traction going. And I haven't seen replicas yet. <laughs> Come on, not you, not you, Keanu. Yeah, I don't want to put you there, but if replicas is whack. Who else? Is Winona Ryder in that? Or is that a different movie they did together? I don't know. They did. I feel like they did a movie together, but I don't know what it is. We're going to see. All right. All right. I guess there ain't nothing else to talk about. So I guess it's time to end this off with, with a yeah. Now I got to step. <laughs>